Hey, I'm Tori. I'm Justin. And I'm Ryan. Have you always wanted to explore the world of sports, but haven't found an accessible barrier of entry? Or maybe you're just a sports expert who wants to laugh about who won, who lost, and who makes way too much money. Or maybe you just want to understand Ted Lasso better. Regardless of your relationship with sports, Good Game is there to break it down for you. It's a podcast about sports for rookies, veterans, and everyone in between. Whatever is happening in sports, Justin, Tori, and I will be there to talk through it all. With jokes, hot takes, and sometimes literal tears. So check out Good Game, a Trident Network podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. my god hi welcome back to disney adult the podcast where chicago comedians review disney properties from the perspective of adults episode five of a very marvel christmas um of course this is something i don't think i've mentioned before or maybe i have who knows but uh, we call this a very marvel christmas as a play on a very merry christmas um so if you do not celebrate christmas or if you celebrate a different winter holiday or no winter holiday at all i hope it goes without saying that you are absolutely invited this is going to be very loosely related to christmas and we don't want to alienate anybody during the holiday season um just because they may not be a christian who celebrates christmas i mean I celebrate Christmas every year. It's my favorite time of year, and I'm not even a Christian, so you figure that one out. Today, we are joined by, say it with me, two of my best friends, Steph Callahan and Jake Dirks heidi as we discuss original patriot and human war propaganda Steve Rogers as he journeys to become America's number one hero against mystical Nazi warrior with a nightlight from space and a beef jerky face in Captain America. So, without further ado, here we go. There, there's, there's a couple points where that's easy to do because you um, miss I absolutely consent. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I consent to the recording. Okay, let the record show Devin did not let ask the record... for our consent to be recorded. Hell no, but, baby. But the Zoom did anything. ask. <laughs> but the Zoom did ask me, and I respect <laughs> that. Oh, oh, all right. Are we ready to get into this? Let's oh, yeah, get baby. into it. Hello, yeah, baby. my lovelies. Welcome back. Um, we are t- today. We're talking about Captain America. Uh. And I don't know why I'm speechless. This was not an awe-inspiring movie. But um, <laughs> first, the first thing I want to start with, uh, first of all, hello, Jake. Hello, Steph. Thank you for coming back. Um, Hi, we're back. Hello, <laughs> we're, we're back. <laughs> we're back. Um, I, thought of you, I thought of you guys a lot this weekend because I went to Disney World last week as a... Um, for the for the podcast for research and of we, course yes <laughs> and i'm always looking for pocahontas because she's never around because like the dicey as we discussed on our episode the sort of the dicey nature maybe of that that movie but now because of covid they don't want to have any meet and greets so what they do is they put oh. pocahontas and her friends on a boat <laughs> and, 
and they just kind of was Miko there Miko was there um somebody else was there that was like too big to be anybody maybe the pug uh and they kind and they kind of just like wave and dance as the boat goes <laughs> and they also did this other funny thing that made me think of you guys because they pick a lot of characters from those movies like from the jungle book and from pocahontas and from the lion king to do this new brand new show that they're doing at uh universal where or, i mean at disney where they get these jet skis they have two people on a jet ski one is driving the jet ski and fast by the way driving the jet ski fast and somebody <laughs> else is on the back holding strings to essentially a Macy's Day Thanksgiving balloon of one of these oh. characters. Oh and my God. as it goes quick, the 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 air from the velocity of like the the jet ski blows up the this giant thing and it just kind of like floats in the air. But it's a brand new show and two giant animals got caught in trees and ripped. <laughs> <gasps> oh my god and one of them was like some snake or something and the other one was like a pocahontas character and i was like oh jake and stuff <laughs> that's so funny they're putting them like jungle book and pocahontas in this new show to be like don't cancel these characters please like this ip this ip is important to keep <laughs> but let's Let's shift it. Let's think Let's... about how to use these in another way. Maybe balloons. Maybe balloons. Everybody likes you balloons. balloons. We like balloons and jet skis. Water show. And they truly had my ass. I was there with a hot dog like, hell yeah. Go hell jet skis. Yeah. Go. Oh, but so that's funny. not what we're talking about today. Today we're talking about you know. Captain America. I'm going to start with you, Jake. The first thing I'd like to ask is, are you a fan of the MCU in general? Or what are your thoughts and opinions? Here's my here's my my take on the MCU. I I would not call myself a fan. However, I have seen every piece of MCU content <laughs> up through Endgame. So I okay. I definitely am well familiar with it, but I like comic book characters and like superheroes and stuff was never a, a big thing for me growing up. I wasn't allowed to watch like a lot of the like cartoons and, and justice league or uh, okay. any of those kinds of shows. Um, so I, I don't really have an affiliation with the characters. And I think just like a lot of people sort of having the world of the Marvel movies and like the general aesthetic of those movies is comforting to me in yeah. a certain way that like, I find myself drawn to continuing to like, see what they are but if you like really press me on it i don't give a shit about any of these characters (laughs) so that's where i'm at with it (laughs) i love that i get that because i i have i'm similar to you in the sense that like they do feel very comforting and they feel reliable like even if it's not Mm -hmm. that good it's going to lead into the next one which is going to make me feel like i didn't waste my time watching it and all that jazz right but i have a little bit more of i said this on the podcast a couple times where I just go into these movies at this point knowing I'm going to like them because I love Marvel so much and I love the <laughs> comics that I it's just like a choice to like it. So it could be the worst movie in the world. And I'm like, I love that movie because I just leave <laughs> making the choice, which I think sometimes in life you need to do. Um, how yeah, about you, I Steph? Agree. Do you like the MCU? Do you care about the MCU? I, I like don't know, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many movies. Yeah. I remember when... I feel like, and I could be wrong because I have no idea what anything is. And let me know if I'm okay. cutting out. I hope my my Wi-Fi is working. But um, I remember when Iron Man came out and I was like, this is cool. And then it just seemed like 
all of a sudden there's this Avengers movie and all of these movies. And I'm like, where, what happened? How did all these movies come out? Like, I remember Iron Man and being like, I'm a fan of this. This is cool. And then I'm like, wait, I don't know. I don't know anymore. Like I can't. And then what, and I never watched Captain America until for this podcast. Okay. And good, I've good, good. seen like, maybe like I saw garden guardians of the galaxy. I thought that was cool. I saw black widow in theaters, which I thought was cool. And so I'm like, Oh, this is cool. But I, I have no idea what's happening throughout the entire movie. Because <laughs> I haven't, I haven't, conne- I haven't seen enough of them to connect anything. <laughs> to go, yeah. Um, but I can like ask people like, I know I know people that know about it so I'm like what is that like what does that mean but I think a part of it of these movies is that like you don't have to know what any of it means you you're it's whole... just easy like you said it's easy to like it's kind of easy to watch yeah your brain can be on autopilot for most of these movies mm-hmm. especially oh, yep. <laughs> especially these first few mm-hmm. like I was watching this this one came out right after Thor and we just did Thor with Agent Garrett, and I was like, you really can be on autopilot. There's not... Mm-hmm. The amount of montages that were in this movie... Oh, my was, God. I couldn't understand if I was still... I didn't know when the montage started and when it stopped, and if I was... If the whole thing was a montage. Right. Um, I think the whole thing... I think we just watched a montage. I think the whole thing was a montage. <laughs> uh, um, I to sort of add my history with this movie i i started i did watch this movie like after it came out i wasn't because to your point the iron man came out and then it was like quick like rapid succession and i knew i would get to them but i didn't see it when it was in theaters and i kind of watched it to prepare for um avengers because honestly like the patriotic rah-rahness of Captain America as a character I just didn't think I would be into Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I will say that did change like as he goes through the Marvel canon Um, but I did watch this like shortly after it came out when I was working at Family Video shout out Um, (laughs) shout out let's jump right into the plot I did keep a couple notes feel free to interrupt so you know go go ahead and interrupt oh you know we will (laughs) okay okay, okay. (laughs) let's start with this plot that we're reading from wikipedia because it starts so funny in the present day scientists in the arctic uncover an old frozen aircraft end of paragraph (laughs) (laughs) then in march 1942 (laughs) right that's literally the movie I mean, that is exactly how it happens. And I don't... Do you think that the, like, that teaser at the beginning of them finding the aircraft mattered at all? Like, Not in the least (laughs) do I think it mattered. I forgot it was there. I I I was just going to say, I forgot. Yeah. It was... When we see them flying that big aircraft, like, toward the end, and you realize it's going to, you know, come back around to that. There was no sense of, like... Oh, it's happening that I feel like normally starting in, like at the end like that would evoke. I just was like, oh yeah, I guess we're yeah. gonna go into the ice now. And it was, right. and then I was also like, like, oh yeah, that's how it happened, I guess. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and <laughs> and they kind of don't really introduce the characters who are finding Captain America, and they like you kind of don't know who they are. I don't think they ever take they're their just masks like off. we're from the government. Like, yeah. <laughs> so then, whenever like. I was like, oh, I guess I don't know who they are. But, but it doesn't matter because we're in 1942 for the rest of this movie. Right. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> um, so in March of 1942, Nazi Lieutenant General 
Johann Schmidt and his men steal a mysterious relic called the Tesseract, which possesses untold godly powers from the town Tonsenberg in Germany-occupied Norway. And specifically from Filch. From, from Harry Potter. <laughs> do you think, as an actor, do you think it is so annoying to only be associated with one? Because oh, absolutely. We... And every time Filch pops up, I go, "Oh, hey, Filch. Filch. He's in like hot fuzz and stuff too." And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. "Oh, hey." And <laughs> it's also Filch? it's interesting because it's like whatever generation you were, like whatever movie he did during that generation's like adolescence is what <laughs> they'll be remembered for, like Maggie Smith. <laughs> To us, will always be Professor McGonagall. Right. But to like my mother, she was the nun from Sister Act. Right. <laughs> oh, oh my yes, god. Right. And there's a whole generation of people that just know her from Downton Abbey too. Now I yeah. Think. It's yeah. so or like interesting. People are gonna be like, oh, that's Captain, or that's the Red Skellington guy. Yeah. When they the watch Red Harry Skell- Potter, <laughs> <laughs> it's that guy. That's just yeah. That's yeah. who he is to me. Um, I liked this opening scene with him because I thought he was cre- he was scary and creepy. Mm-hmm. I liked. How did we feel? How did you guys feel about like the way they shot nineteen forty two? Like the I sepia thought... tone, color drained situation. I honestly like. I know they said it was nineteen forty two, but when they stormed that castle, I was like, "This is." Is this the medieval ages? I clearly was <laughs> not yeah. paying attention. It looked I way was like, older than... it looked so old. <laughs> was... And then like, it was like the construction or the tank was like, yeah. hit the door. I'm just like, it, I did not even know what timeline we were in. And I thought we were jumping back and forth from like, I thought it was like, oh, uh, the future and then during like world war ii era and then oh but we have to go back to the medieval times for this ancient relic <laughs> yeah like, come back to 1942 <laughs> like, no it, i realized at the end of the movie oh this was 1942 the <laughs> with the exception of that little appetizer with, we exactly. had <laughs> little appetizer oh it just honestly. left me wanting more <laughs> but... it gave me very like uh mm-hmm. like uh, Renaissance era episode yes. of Wishbone vibes. Like anytime Wishbone <laughs> oh my went God, to yes. Shakespeare, that's what it looked like. You're right. And I was waiting for Wishbone. <laughs> I was waiting for Wishbone <laughs> the whole movie. With his, people don't his, know cat, that his feather in his cap. People don't know Wishbone is MCU canon. It's <laughs> him and Howard the Duck are the, the two major animals. I right. can't wait till Wish the Wishbone movie, honestly. Yeah. I loved I loved the kind of stylistic shooting of this. I thought it was a smart mm-hmm. choice because it's so, it's just campy. And I love anything that's campy, even if it's bad campy. So I mm-hmm. liked that it was like a little bit more tasteful. It was like sepia toned. It it felt like you're Old. in the 1940s. Yeah, it was pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In New York City, Steve Rogers is rejected from World War II military recruitment due to his various health and physical problems. <laughs> he clearly, okay. <laughs> I, I know. I don't want to interrupt Jake. If no, you have please. something to say, go. I have, I have I... one note real quick. Uh, please, please, please. So this is, my, this is the last time I'll, I'll point out a character actor that made me smile in this movie, but uh yes so a peek behind the curtain i know this is getting released much later but we're recording this on october 12th mm-hmm. um yesterday october 11th is a very important day to me it's the day yeah. that uh annie and hallie were born from the parent trap so right before <laughs> watching this movie last night i watched the parent trap um 
And coming right off of that, I was surprised to find in the first five minutes of this movie, Martin the butler playing the guy that rejects Captain America. Oh my America. God, you're so right. Yeah, Simon Koontz is in. Wow. I was, I was, it was a real Simon Koontz double feature for me last night. I have to look I him up. I love that. That was great. I love that. He He's a good guy. I haven't seen him in really anything else. I liked him in Parent Trap a lot. This when he's wearing guy. that speedo, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that nice uh, blue speedo. That, mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's a good catch, Jake. Um, All- yeah, and he'll always, <laughs> yeah. until you, I, I he'll always be known as the Butler. Exactly, from he's Martin the Butler. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, um, Steph, I interrupted you. You were gonna. Talk oh about no, how you're Frail good. That was Rogers a- is. I. Okay. <laughs> This must have been the first, correct me if I'm wrong, is this the first time we ever used deep fakes? I think so. (laughs) You can tell. You can tell. He has no chin, which is like, (laughs) I know he's he's skinny, and I guess that's quote unquote, I mean, we can get into the whole patriarchal male, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever that obviously we know, you know, it's like. They gave him a soft chin. But it's like, oh, he's skinny and like small which i mean there are plenty of fighters that are small guys like that hasn't stopped anybody but it was so un- it consistently it just kept making me so uncomfortable looking at his <laughs> face and knowing like even not knowing the actor and what he really looks like because i do not care about captain america out of all the avengers i don't care about him the most even like not really knowing what he looks like and then look, I'm like, this is not real and so uncomfortable to look at. Like it was so hard to look at for it me. Is... And not because he was like skinny and small because his head looked like a bobblehead on top of like someone else's body clearly. Andy always makes fun of me because I have such a high tolerance for bad CGI. It never, I don't even catch it most of the time. I'm just like, oh, I'm along for the ride. We're having a good time. Right. And this right. is maybe, this Chris is Chris Evans the, really bulked up for this movie. <laughs> this is maybe the yeah, first right. time where I remembered watching it being like, whoa, this is. So bad. And I wonder it's just if. just they didn't change the proportions of his head to the right. body at all. Like his body is so small, but his head is just like the full normal size. It uh, looks like when you go to the fair and there's like those cutouts of heads <laughs> on painted bodies. Like, and he just stuck his head in one of those little right, circles. Right. That's exactly what it looked like. It was so yeah. bad. Maybe in 2011, I think is when this movie came out. It. Because I even look back on Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings or something that those have great effects, but you can now that we're in 2021, you can see just little things here and like there. That but troll this was and Harry bad. Potter looks wicked, right. like looks disgusting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. haggard troll. <laughs> this haggard troll. <laughs> when are we? When are we covering Harry Potter, Devin? Oh, oh, um, uh. Is that Disney? <laughs> no, I don't. I, no, they it's can't Warner have another. Brothers. They can't have another. Right? They can't have another. Right. Yeah, I believe it You're is. Right. Then they're too big. If they buy <laughs> Harry Potter, they're, they're too, too big. big. They're too big. Star Wars Mark. and Get Congress involved. Get... <laughs> yeah, right. Teddy uh, Roosevelt, we need you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> also, another thing about this was, okay, so I did write down that Steve Rogers, the character Steve Rogers, is good people. He's a good 
guy. He's be- mm-hmm. he's like has more character than I'll ever have. Sure. But also, I wanted Ooh. to ask this question because so much of the beginning of this movie, and here, let me get a couple plot points out of the way. Um, we also meet his friend, his good friend, Bucky Barnes. Hot friend. Mm-hmm. Hot friend, Bucky Barnes. Um, we also see him get, like, beat up in an alley. I forget why he got... Oh, they were going to, like, a propaganda film, or, like, there was a propaganda mm-hmm. thing in the beginning of this film, and this guy was like, I'm playing the thing! Which, by the way, that guy is an mm-hmm. asshole. But then yeah. Steve fights <laughs> Any him. heckler is an asshole. Any <laughs> heckler is an asshole. It's just, just like, leave. You know yeah. what I mean? Just yeah. Like, yeah. Go do right. something you want to do if you don't want to be Especially here. after, maybe because it's the 40s, he's like, stop playing this. Play something else. Why are we, li-? it's like maybe they had nothing to do besides <laughs> just yell at the screen. And then he gets in a fight with that guy and absolutely loses. Um, saved by his good friend, Bucky Barnes. And he's so intent on, he gets in an argument with Bucky Barnes too about how all he wants to do is enlist in the army because he feels like, who am I to not be enlisted when other men are? God bless him. That level of patriotism is wasted Mm -mm. on, could not be me. He has a laundry, he has a laundry list of, of (laughs) debilitating illnesses. And is still put. They tell me like you have a hangnail and you're gonna have to get that checked out. I'm like, it's not under my insurance. I'm so sorry. I cannot. <laughs> I cannot fight war today, gentlemen. <laughs> well, also something I noticed is like he he'd rather fight than be horny. Like he's not horny at all. When he and tries to flirt, like it's a- interesting. But it's like not even on his radar uh, no. until spoiler alert, maybe the end. But yeah, he's yeah, like yeah. It, just prime American <laughs> guy, like maybe not physically at in the beginning, but prime American, like, oh, I just want to fight the bullies, but and I don't want my dick sucked. Like he's so <laughs> he's so like painfully not horny. For painfully me, I was virgin like, energy. Is this- Yes, I don't know. That got to me. That's something I thought about when watching the movie. Is that is that me? That's my no, <laughs> no, That's not the at first all. Thing. I was no. like, <laughs> okay, for Devin is nodding his head. Yes, I'll take that note. I'll take that note. I mean, he does give off very dweeby virgin energy for the first half of because he's just so like goody two shoes, which mm-hmm. is what I like about yeah. the character. I like that he's. Like, you do? I don't know. Here's the thing: I, I would know. not be friends with him in real life, but I like right. to watch a movie about him. Does that make sense? I feel like he that's does a cop have, out. Like, a strong moral code. Like, you know? he would not be passing a joint with us behind an improv theater, but I will watch <laughs> a movie about his accomplishments because they will sure. undoubtedly be more heroic than my own. <laughs> right? Yeah, doing improv, smoking weed behind an improv theater. <laughs> but the thing the thing that makes it like actually interesting to watch i think as opposed to like superman who i think is the most like and yeah like, the best analog on the other mm-hmm. side uh is his vulnerability and like the fact that he is like he exudes all those like i'm a good guy i'm here to protect people around me despite the fact that literally the most normal dude in the world could beat the shit out of him in an alley yeah where literally. with superman it's boring because he can just be like he's yeah. invincible he can do anything 
Awesome. Captain America, you root for him because you know that he could get the shit kicked out of him at any moment. Real. But Talk he's about still going to do it. Virgin energy. Superman, the OG virgin. That guy yeah. is a loser. <laughs> do you think so? I always thought he was like a hot journalist, you know? And then there was the one. You like Clark Kent, but you don't like Superman. <laughs> I don't like Superman. No, Superman's lame. But Clark Kent. But Clark I mean, can get it. That's how you know a good person. It. That's how you know a good person. You say, would you rather Clark Kent or Superman? And if they say Clark Kent, that's a good person. If they say Superman. Thank you. Narcissistic okay. tendencies. Awesome. I officially, just so everybody knows, I'm not canceled. We're Clark, Thank we're Clark you. Kent people around we're here. Clark Kent, we're Clark Kent people. <laughs> um, so he's talking about how he wants to like save save America and he wants to be the best soldier and he wants to like enlist and give up his life and all that jazz. And he's overheard by podcast favorite Stanley Tucci. That is Stanley mm, Tucci okay. in a beard, right? Yeah. Also, also <laughs> I was Tucci like, I was surprised. I'm like, Stanley Tucci's in this movie? Why have I not even heard of this? Like, did he want to erase his bad German accent from our minds? <laughs> like, I would have watched this movie if I knew Stanley Tucci and cut to Tommy Lee Jones. If I knew these guys were in this movie, Tommy I like those. Lee those Jones. are, those are good actors. I like those guys. We, we stand stan, on this podcast. There are a few people who have made into the president's club of this podcast. Yes. Of course, Rosie O'Donnell and Danny DeVito. Top yeah. Obviously. Yes. I'm, I'm lobbying for Nathan Lane, but he hasn't made it yet. He hasn't shown up oh, in enough. But I agree. But Stanley Tucci and Tommy Lee Jones are immediate President's Club members, <laughs> in my opinion. I agree. I agree. Do you think the MCU is pissed that they... Because, I mean, at this point, they didn't really know how big the MCU would become. Do you think they're pissed that they wasted Stanley Tucci on this? Like, yeah. we could have had Stanley Tucci leading in a later... He could have done something. He could have been, like, Mr. Right. Fantastic or something. Right, I mean, yeah, he would have been could... a great villain in a That's movie, true. they just made him this German scientist for a minute. I mean, if they keep moving at the pace that they are, they're going to have to start recycling people. They're going to have to be out. like, Stanley Tucci, get a nose prosthetic. <laughs> They'll just do like, like a, a deep brow. fake. They'll just do a deep fake CGI edit on his face and he'll yeah. be a completely different person. God. So we meet him and he's like, okay, Steve Rogers, it has the heart and soul of who we need to give this super soldier serum to. Essentially with the super soldier serum, without getting too much into it, it's they inject him and then they shoot him with light beams and then it turns him into like a superhero. And they've already given sure. it to yeah. yeah. <laughs> they've already given it to what's his butt with a red face. Um and it Mr. Went, Red Skellington. Man. Red skull. Um mm -hmm, and it mm -hmm. went horribly awry, which is why he has the red skull. Um they bring him in and with Colonel Chester Phillips, who I'm guessing is Tommy Lee Jones, I didn't learn one person's name other than Agent Peggy Carter, who is I have a humongous crush on i mm, understandably love so peggy mm -hmm, carter mm -hmm. she is such a good character that actress is so good she looks so cute in that hair i love she's her. the only woman in the movie she's the <laughs> only woman in the movie she... what's not to love how can you not <laughs> except for that one girl whose name or whose face i recognize later who like lays the like kisses steve rogers out of nowhere right. she like swivels around oh, in a chair uh, natalie dorner from game of thrones yeah oh, what i was like I another person uh, that they've wasted on this movie they yeah truly and somewhere else yeah. yeah they could bring her back i'm sure 
the thing but, is, yeah, you could bring anybody back and no one would care. They would be like, <laughs> oh, I love Stanley Tucci. Hell yeah, he's also <laughs> Mr. Like Lightning, or I don't know. I clearly <laughs> I clearly know nothing about this. <laughs> Why am I on this podcast again about Marvel? <laughs> You could truly bring Goodbye. like Robert Downey Jr. back as a different character, and no one. You would could. You honestly could. People would just be like, "Oh, that's like his evil twin, who's also a, an a, a right. superhero yeah. guy." He just yeah. adds some weird like uh, a vocal characteristic to the end of his sentences. He's like, "We gotta go save those people." Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's you no, he's bring, a different character. You could bring Stanley Tucci back without the beard and with an American accent. Nobody would even remember would he know. was in Captain America ten Nobody's years ago. Know. This movie is ten years old. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, Ugh. I couldn't. Be- I was like, "Wow, I've missed a lot of MCU movies." <laughs> there's so many. So let's. There's too many. There's anyway, too many. yeah. Um, so he, he takes a superhero soldier serum. It works on him. He is this immediately like this huge chase scene because somebody from Hydra and we're introduced to Hydra, which is like the evil science Nazi organization, um, has this huge chasing where he's running barefoot through the streets of New York. By the way, the scene, the, the shot of him coming out of that cocoon or that coffin mm-hmm. or whatever it is. That's a gay shot. That's his, I, oh, that was that's so iconic. Alarming. In that they case. are it's like you like you're worried for this. They're and his I, biceps <sighs> wet. <sighs> They're wet. I love it. I only want to say two things about that exact moment and scene is when <laughs> then Stanley Tucci dies. And the last word, the last action, the last thing he had to do before he died was just touch his boob did you catch so, that i did catch he that just, and it's so funny because <laughs> it's so funny because when peggy carter comes up to him he's about she, to touch his boob she does it she's like for a second oh, i literally was like everybody wants to touch his boob and i was like uh, yes we do i agree but like i didn't realize it would happen uh, and then the only other thing i want to say is when he's running I wrote down this note in my phone. I was like, oh, running in capris in New York City or whatever. But it <laughs> auto it auto corrected to fun in capris, which I thought was also accurate. <laughs> in New York City. Yeah. In yeah. New York City. Once I wore capris to my sixth grade dance. And, oh, wow. <laughs> and I'll never move. forget. I, I wore it because I was like, I'm going to be edgy and fashionable. Capris. I love it. Capri. Gay. And uh, Michael Sosville, whose full name I will use on the podcast, uh, came up to me to say, I thought only girls wore capris. And then I panicked and I lied and I said, they're regular pants that shrunk. Because oh, that's better. Than just... <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah, the theme was luau was the theme of the dance. <laughs> Wearing a Hawaiian shirt and capri pants. I love that. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, when when the running scene happens, so I've not seen this movie since I, I watched it in theaters a decade ago. Um, but when as soon as the running scene happened, a light bulb went off in my brain that said, "You love this scene," and I yeah. I couldn't figure out why. <laughs> and I there was something I about the that. scene that I was like, I I remember this scene, and I know there's something that I really thought was so funny in this scene. And I was just like trying to figure it out uh, as he's chasing this guy through the streets. 
and then finally it happens. It's when the man uses the child as a human shield and then just throws the child into the ocean. That was the funniest <laughs> thing. For no reason. And then he, he could have just dropped the kid on the ground and ran away, but he yeah. decides to run to the water, throw him in. It was so funny because you're like, that. oh, great. Now he's going to dive in to save this kid. And the kid pops up and goes, I can swim. <laughs> there was also a moment we have to backtrack just for a moment there was a test that they do on steve rogers to see if he's worthy of this serum where they throw a fake grenade and he hops on it and he starts saying go away go away right i'm so embarrassed to admit this i was fully crying during that scene <laughs> like, i love that because i that was like that was the part that you get like you guys said how you rooted for this character that's the part that i was like okay i get it and i liked him mm -hmm. you know and it wasn't just that he jumped on the the grenade it was that he jumped on the grenade and he's holding on to it and it doesn't go off so he takes a moment to go everybody get away <laughs> comes back in yeah, right right <laughs> and it was so dweeby and like yeah. that little man oh. i was uh maybe fall in love with him but you're right jake he throws this kid into the river the kid's fine and then he tries to get away in a submarine and i wrote down <laughs> why aren't we using submarines more submarines are that cool was as hell <laughs> and that was a big thing in in the world war like both world wars oh, but i'm pretty them. sure World War II, that, that was one of the things I was like, I know this is a fantasy, but if you're going to base it on a real war, why is it so, like, not true? I know it's a fantasy, but the weapons were too much. The, oh, the yeah. high-speed train was too much. Every, the tanks were, like, three stories tall. It was, <laughs> And then there were no, there was, that was the only use of submarines. I was like, submarines were the big thing in that war I think one people, of the big things people should have personal submarines at this point why not yeah like, could you not? imagine just being like oh you, you guys have a yacht we have a personal sub and we go to the <laughs> bottom of the ocean and we see what's going on down there oh yours only goes on top of the water mm. oh that's cute so sorry poor <laughs> sorry poor <laughs> sorry poor <laughs> are you talking to me uh, whoever has the uh, the on the water boat, <laughs> so eighteen hundreds of you. Um. Oh, but then he does catch up with this guy. He like pulls him out of the submarine. They let the sub go, or no, they pick up the sub because then they look at it later. Uh, mm -hmm. And he bites a suicide capsule or a cyanide capsule, and then says "Hail Hydra," and he like dies. We also meet Tony Stark's dad, which was interesting as a fan of the MCU to realize like, oh. Steve Rogers spent like probably more time with Tony's dad than he does with oh. Tony. Yeah, yeah. If, like I uh, totally missed that part. <laughs> Tony Stark's um, dad is like the hot, the guy mustache, with the, yeah. hot science guy. Okay, he was hot. Okay, now that I know that, that's pretty cool. Like I like the idea that all these movies connect and there's this big world. I love those kind of stories but i just mm -hmm. i can't follow this <laughs> universe i just and i'm a smart person i think <laughs> i think it's I just, that you're not watching them <laughs> i wasn't honestly i, I, was, I, think that I if you, wasn't i think if you look back at your <laughs> back at your strategy you're right. not you're watching right. the movies is your biggest hindrance of not knowing what's you happening what? in them <laughs> you know what Devin? you're right you're right <laughs> 
that's honestly the only reason. <laughs> and when I do watch them, I don't really pay attention to them either. Well, I, speaking of, I think we can kind of skip around a little bit because speaking of not paying attention, this is where I stopped taking notes and I started. Mm-hmm. Um, one, I wrote down that he was so, okay. So let me get a couple plot points out, out of the way and then we'll just jibber jab. So he can't go he, they won't let him enlist for some reason because they're they're like you're not allowed i i don't know why even though they wanted everybody to like if you they drafted everybody what yeah. are you fucking talking about anyway sorry yeah and it, uh, that i was like oh, okay i guess if they're like you're a science experiment and i was like so <laughs> um <laughs> but then they were like you could be a symbol of patriotism and like propaganda we can like tour you around and so he does that for a little while and that like stupidly funny cartoony costume um (laughs) all these pretty women who he's not at all interested in because he's not horny at all he's horny for america and that's it yes exactly (laughs) lady liberty uh then he overhears that uh his friend bucky barnes is mia was like lost in a mission nobody wants to go back and get him because tommy lee jones is like i don't have the time so he Tony Stark's dad and Peggy Carter like launch a mission where they rescue them. Mm-hmm. And in that mission is where Red Skull rips off his face and reveals that he is. He's got a red skull. He's got a red skull for a face. Well, and I'm surprised that there was when he got punched, there was blood. But when he rips off his skin, there's no blood. It's not a bloody face. But I thought it was a bloody face. Do you know what I mean? Like a yeah. muscly, bloody skull. No, but I think he not- just has like leather face. It seems, yeah, it seems very stiff. Mm-hmm. Also, when he's, like, running around being Captain America on stage, I thought, and I've seen this a couple times when we now depict World War II-era things, where, like, Hitler is put in things as, like, a silly character. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, like, yeah, 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 where he keeps punching him. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I'm, I'm always like, was that real? I don't know enough about World War II history to, were we really putting, like, our greatest war adversary in little things is like <laughs> banana peel. Have either of you two ever seen uh, Barney live in New York City? I think I have. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, for any anybody listening, any any diehard Barney live in New York City fans, <laughs> it was the same energy as the Winkster in Barney live in New York City, where it's just like this character once in a while like creeps onto the stage yeah. and everybody goes no look out look it's out. the swiper no swiping treatment <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like well because back the? then they didn't ha- like the when the first movie came out everybody jumped out of the way of the train you know like people thought the train was coming <laughs> for them like people did not know what was yeah, going people on thought that was really hitler yeah they were like you got him captain i was like why are they why were we making these Nazis seem so silly? Like, right. <laughs> this seems weird. Also, I, I will say though that so... the USO yeah. montage is the best part of the movie, in my opinion. The montage of oh. him like singing the song and doing the stuff on stage. I love it. I had a I had a blast. I had a blast too. It's funny to watch him read his lines off his shield and right. like, <laughs> and do those fun things. Yeah. I like how um when he's in front of the troops and a guy is like, fuck you, Captain America, and like tries to moon him, you don't see any ass. No. Is this a PG movie? I think that I- Cause it doesn't so, seem like it's PG, but that's a very PG move. Well, these first few movies were produced by different studios. 
So okay. cause there's also blood in this, which if you'll pay attention, there's not a lot of blood in the MCU. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, right. Unless it's like splattered on someone's neck or something stupid. Uh, so I think it was in the original cut. And then when Disney bought all of these movies, they took oh. it off for Disney plus. That's Damn. so funny. Because release the butthole yeah. cut. Of release America. the butthole. Release the butthole cut. Because <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, there's no other horniness in this movie until oh. the end. Until the very, very end. Well, we do start to see him falling in love with Peggy because they have like these stolen moments and glances. Mm-hmm. Also, whenever right. he was small, I wrote this down too. When he was small and he was, they were in the car together before he had gotten his serum, and they're they're riding the car together, and he's just going. I got beat up in that alley. I got beat up behind that 7-Eleven. <laughs> I, I got a swirly in that high school. Like, I'm sorry, are you trying to flirt? Because this is pathetic. This, this is not working. Yeah, and she was like, why I'm didn't you... That sympathy. And she literally said, why didn't you run? And he's like, I guess they just keep chasing me. I was like, sounds like they kept catching you. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> sounds like not only did they chase you, they got you and beat you up multiple times. <laughs> uh, so then we start- I also oh I'm sorry I must no, have also missed the part when they started to like fall in love I was like okay I guess now he has a picture of her in his compass like that was wild <laughs> I was like this okay, woman I who guess- you barely know literally, got a picture literally. of her in your compass and she sees it and isn't like what the fuck get this guy away from me no she she's also like, sees it like yeah, in a movie she sees it in a screening. She's like, yeah, oh. Yeah. Why is he? He's Wild. Also, we forget that he's a movie star. Right. <laughs> like, it's equivalent Which... to like, it's equivalent to like if real life Chris Evans started saving people. Right. Right. Well, right. and the, the one, I don't even know because he never really came back, but the producer guy is like, you want to fight the war in a better way, I guess like a more important role is being a movie star than being a, <laughs> a, like a fighter. I don't know. Oh God. And all to sell war bonds, which by the I way, know. I never knew that bonds were from war. I guess I just had always heard of them as stocks and bonds. I never knew that there right. were, Oh, those were war bonds. Mm-hmm. Um, so he saves his friend. He saves Bucky, who is like the real heartthrob and like, in my opinion, the um, he's so he's, he's very like hot. sexy bad boy status, mm-hmm. and all of these other he, guys whose names are so funny. Let me read them to you now. <laughs> Rogers, Thank you. Rogers recruits James Bucky Barnes, Dum Dum Dugan, <laughs> Gabe Jones, Jim Marita, James Montgomery Fallsworth, and. Oh, wow. <laughs> And Jacques Dernier. There is no way they ever said a single one of those names. No. No way. I didn't know any of them. I don't think they did. I think only if you read the comics, you would recognize. Like, Dum Dum Dugan, I recognize because he Mm. wears that stupid Mm -hmm. bowler hat. And I think that's so funny. Oh, Oh my God. I literally thought about that. I'm like, okay, I guess you still have your bowler hat on throughout this whole war. Um, so then they go on. So there were two montages, right? There was the montage of. Oh, there I'm, were a lot of montages. Yeah, because there was there mm-hmm. was the Jake's favorite montage, the mm-hmm. um, We're America, the USO, yeah, right. and then there's the montage where they're just like uh, 
destroying Hydra bases, but I I didn't right. realize until I was right. reading this that they were doing Hydra bases. I just thought they were like doing war. Um, Me too. <laughs> uh, so there was Come on two... boys go out there and do a war. Do a war over there, guys. And Dum Dum Dugan's like blah, 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 blah. boys. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, Stark Stark outfits Rogers with advanced equipment. This is where he gets his shield, which is a circular mm-hmm. shield made of vibranium, a rare and nearly indestructible metal. Rogers and his team sabotage various Hydra operations while he and Carter begin to fall in love. In 1945, the team assault. Oh, by the way. Peggy Carter has the greatest game of any character I have ever seen. I don't know why people don't do this more often. She just goes into a room. She looks him dead in the eyes and never breaks eye contact. (laughs) What better way to say, I am interested, than people fully talking to you and you're not even looking at them. Mm -hmm. I was like, she's going to turn me straight. (laughs) That's the thing is she's. She's a firecracker, if I do yeah. say so myself, as yeah. they would probably call her in 1942. And then that scene where he's like, uh, I just don't understand why such a pretty dame would want to be in the war. I mean woman. I mean girl. I mean female. I mean lady. Like, holy bananas. Oh, I know. Like, literally, she's the only... I know there's that one other woman, but she's the only woman in this whole movie. And I think... There was this line, Tommy Lee Jones has two of the funniest lines in this movie. One of them is when uh, Captain America like covers the grenade and then he like looks at Stanley Tucci and he's like, well, he's still skinny. You know, like that's just, (laughs) I thought that was really funny. But then also when he literally looks at the only woman in the army that I know of and is like, what makes you think I give a damn about your opinions? And I'm just like, I guess, yeah, that's, pretty accurate for every <laughs> still to this day i just are you guys pretty accurate are, yeah are you watching um squid game mm-hmm, I, I, did not, I haven't yet no what okay i don't want to spoil anything but there is a moment in there because it's a new thing it's really made it sounds great we're like the sexism is on dis- i mean it mm. makes sense in the story it's not like out of nowhere or whatever mm-hmm. but there's moments where they're like truly like Men are better at everything, so you ladies need to go away. And you're oh like, yeah, they do that a lot. Yeah, in talking about the games. It's yeah, like assume, like, I was like, oh damn, that's them. hard to hear now. Yeah, it's rough. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh well, spoiler alert. Well, actually, you know what? I am so glad, Steph, that you I made you watch Captain America because I'm also going to make you watch something else where you're okay. going to see more of some of these characters. Oh God, Devin's going to make me watch more movies. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> Absolutely. Actually, I love it because I was I was thinking like, wow, I never I'm glad you picked Captain America because I've never seen it and I never would have unless this. Yeah. For real. Yeah. I was like, I'm he's inc- just not on my radar. I'm really excited now the more and more I think about it, but I'm not gonna say anything else. Um Okay. Okay. No spoilers. No spoilers, no spoilers. So they start attacking all these people. They go on this one like uh Oh, the team like assaults a train. Or... They go on. They try right. to find this guy named Zola, who's also important because he comes mm. back in the MCU a lot, which is so that funny. The, the, the weird guy? dweeby scientist with the goggle Zola. glasses. Okay. Yeah, he right. comes okay. back a lot. It's really? I can't believe it. You're, I'm rewatching these. I'm so surprised with the characters that come back a lot because by the time you get to really know them, like really know who Zola is, 
he's already kind of been around for a while, but not in a way that you've paid any attention to him. So mm-hmm. It almost happens naturally. Um, whereas now you rewatch it, you're like, oh, this guy's been here from the beginning? Um, <laughs> right. But they, they go on this train. The train mission does not go well. Uh, Bucky falls to his presumed death. Okay, spoilers. Uh, spoilers. Right. Um, <laughs> and Bucky Barnes falls from the train to his presumed death. Using the information they, they extract from Zola... They find the final Hydra stronghold is located, and Rogers leads an attack to stop the Red Skull from using weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> These weapons of mass destruction that are on planes where somebody just wrote, like, the destination to the... Right. On the oh, my side God. Of the- I, I wrote that down. That's so fucking funny. <laughs> It's this one for Chicago. It's <laughs> for Boston. It's also so funny how like he looks over at the Chicago and Boston and he's like, eh. And then he looks over at New York and he's like, no! <laughs> not, New York. not by two, Brooklyn! Exactly. Two major cities, eh, but New York. It was not so funny. It was also so oh, funny. Oh no, boss, we sent the St. Louis bomb over to LA. <laughs> Didn't anybody check do? the front of the plane? It was written right on there. <laughs> it's written like the way people do like to-go orders in a window. Yeah. <laughs> I it listen. was like, we have a bunch of missiles. Just pick a couple cities and just let's go. We got to go. Yeah. <laughs> and the fight scene was so, it was everything so, I wanted. It was like, out of really, control wacky. With the the Red Skull and Captain America, I thought it was oh, so kind bef- of lackluster. Before that. Or, oh, before. before Sorry. That, okay. Where before, there's before. like, um, he's fighting these guys and they're like, no match for him. But then the one guy gets out and he dives on the plane with no oh, shield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he just sort of like lands it back in the thing. Right. He right. just drives the plane, which I I was ready for an explosion. And no, Me he just kind of like slams the plane back in there nope. and then hops out fine. And the okay. plane is flying just fine. The yeah. plane is nothing's, <laughs> nothing's wrong over here. Uh, and these, those are the moments where I realize how much I can suspend my disbelief for these movies. Because <laughs> as I'm writing it down, it seems crazy. As I'm watching right. it on the screen, I'm like, hell yeah, Captain America, get him! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're unstoppable, <laughs> my guy! He goes, then he goes to confront Red School, and then you're right, their their fight scene is so lackluster. For two people that seemingly have super strengths and uh, powers and agility, it's like just a punch here and a punch there. It seemed really, I was like, really? <laughs> and then he just... Gets it, sucked into a wormhole. Literally... He so casually gets sucked into the cosmos. And then Captain America. Okay, I think this is what I don't like about Captain America that I just could sense from even before watching the movie. He doesn't react. He's not a react. He does. He's just like, do, 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 better fly the plane now. Like, has no reaction. And then they call and they're like, oh, what happened to the guy? And he's like, he died. That's it. Oh, he died. Uh, like, oh, he died. Can you elaborate? Also, well, can you imagine? It's a long story. <laughs> can you imagine trying to articulate that on the phone? Crazy thing. Crazy thing. You know the tesseract. The that thing. <laughs> you know the tesseract. Right. That thing we've had on the bulletin board for a while. Turns right. out, if you touch it, it opens a wormhole into space that you can get sucked <laughs> into. Also, and they're like, what are worm- wormholes? Yeah. Also, he ripped his face off and had another red face underneath it. It's been a long day, gentlemen. It's been a long day, guys. I gotta, I need a vacation. 
Yeah. <laughs> Wait, can I share my favorite line from Oh, that, please uh, do. From that fight, which uh, this is the most underwhelming piece of writing I've ever seen in the movie. <laughs> Ever. I know but exactly what you're Captain talking America, about. After, after fighting those dudes and slamming the plane back into the other plane and then going to meet Red Skull, uh, he jumps down into the big room that he's in and the the Red Skull looks at him and goes, you don't give up, do you? And Captain America just goes, nope. And then I know. <laughs> that's, that's the retort. That's the climactic confrontation between the two. He goes, nope. <laughs> and then they fight and it's done. <laughs> also, Captain America has a catchphrase that is i only he found does? i only found this out exactly i only found I, this out he's it, so sorry he's so basic anyway he's so yeah, basic yeah anyway he has this catchphrase that i only found out because it comes up like in something later like towards the end of the mcu where i was like i don't understand why that's associated with captain america and then re-watching mm. this it's that i could do this all like when he's getting punched in the face yep. outside of the movie back, theater, in, the alley, oh, yeah. back in the alley he okay. says, mm-hmm. i could do this all day and then there's like two other moments in the movie where he was like, mm-hmm. I could do this all day. And I was like, I guess that was repeated, but it wasn't memorable enough, I guess, for me they to They don't talk give that time. moment any yeah. like import. Like, I caught it when he said it again at the end with Red Skull, and I was like, oh, yeah, the thing from before. But it's not exciting. It's not an no. interesting phrase. I literally never caught it until you said it right now because he is so <laughs> basic and so like. Yeah, I can understand why you like him, and while he's a nice guy, whatever, he's so nice he's guy. so like casual. It's just he's, too yeah. casual he's very, for me. He, I will say, he, he is, is too very casual. Very casual. Yeah. Um, he then they go into what's his butt gets sucked into the cosmos. What's uh, Rogers radios. What's car- his butt? Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> the test track burns uh, through the plane and is lost in the ocean. Also, I don't know enough about airplane technology. I always thought, like, when there's a hole in the craft, it creates a vacuum. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. one would think it would cause more problems than it did, no but matter kind of what. Just... Right, oh, right. There it went. <laughs> I mean, they did go into free fall for a, a minute. He goes into free but fall, but I feel like that has it. more to do with, like, them wrestling and hitting that. Hitting right, that but that's what I mean. Stick. It's like, that was the only that plane went through a lot and that's all that really was dramatic was that they like hit the wrong button and were in free fall for 30 seconds for real otherwise he he flew it just fine into antarctica like yeah. it was fine Which, the let's, whole get time. To, let's get to that so this is sorry i think <laughs> this is the moment and i'm speaking for me you don't have to have the same opinion or even agree just because i am i think this whole movie is redeemed as a good movie. I think if it were to end sort of around there with something else, it we it would really, really be considered a stinker. I think the reason that people think it's an okay movie is because the last scene, the acting that um, Peggy Carter does in this final call, mm-hmm. is she is so good in it. She That yeah. actress is so, like... She ugh. is, yeah. And I mean, to your point... Steve Rogers is kind of just like reacting the way he does to everything, which is kind of like, gotta land the plane now. Uh huh. But but she's she's selling it so much that I remember of all the scenes in this movie, that's the scene I remember the most, and it leaves you like caring about them when throughout most of the movie they're they're pretty 
she's great. She carries the whole movie, I think. But yeah, they're not doing a lot to sell me that this is happening. To your point, like when he flips open that watch and she's on the inside, a part of me was like, where did he even get that picture from? <laughs> right. <laughs> But or then like at, why when did that happen yeah and then at the end when she's really like crying about it I was in hysterics <laughs> <laughs> but how did you two feel about it we are in a, in a in a time in the 1940s where in order to get a picture of someone like that you can't just like download it from online. You, you have can't... to have either taken <laughs> a photo there of her is no or stolen a photo from her. Yeah. <laughs> is it from a newspaper? What or... like what? <laughs> but it was good quality though. It was yeah. good quality. So it's definitely Dark. not a newspaper. And she looked like it was the first time she had seen that photo of herself. She's yeah. <laughs> She's like, Where she was literally that was surprised. That's a good photo. Yeah. Oh. He, he has a You'd have to ask him for wallet photo. size. Right. <laughs> Um, I agree with you. I think I think her uh, acting in that scene is great and uh, huge. I think the whole ending sequence, the him crashing, I don't give a shit about, but the them talking about the like the ballroom dancing or whatever they're gonna do after is very nice. And then him waking up in present day in New York City is a very like interesting. It was thing. so cool. The little set they put for mm-hmm. him. It's a very that moment for me. It ends on a high note. I think yeah. after yes. a movie that in the MCU canon I think is kind of middling for most of it mm-hmm. that is a, a good way to end the movie I, enjoyed that. I I agree I think it was like I said super non-reactionary kind of lackluster until I would see Peggy or whatever she's mm-hmm. great and now that I think about it the end was great with the uh, like the room the studio that was a really cool idea and after the movie ended I like now that you say, oh, she really made the movie, I agree, because all I could think about was, wow, I'm so sad, because, like, she'll never be around again. She'll never see him again. She'll never get that date, or whatever. It's like, I was, all I could think about was, I want them to bring her back, so she can go dance with him, and it was, it was like, my mind was just focused on her ending, rather than, I was like, fuck the rest of this. Like, what happens to Peggy? (laughs) Peggy is... And you and just OG. think, oh, well, she's, she's, she's dead because it's night, you know, n- now it's 2000, whatever. But, oh, I just, that's all I could think about was I want her to have her ending, you yeah. know? You want them to So that's a good boning. point. She, she really made the movie better, she's I think. so good. That actress is so good. She Because otherwise, own... yeah, just it wasn't very, I mean, it, it was okay. I just. Yeah. You know, it was a lot of, like, propaganda for me. Too much for me. So let's talk about the last scene and then... Well, we'll touch on the last scene and then I want to get your uh, one to tens on how we rate this movie. But (laughs) Jake pointed out the last scene, he wakes up in um, a hotel room that leads you to believe it's the 1940s. But then because he's him, true all-American boy, he recognizes the baseball game. By the way, I am not a sports person it is so hard for me to believe that people love sports enough, and I know that this is true, that people would love sports enough to be able to know the game based on the radio telling of it. That's probably not that hard to do, but because I'm so removed from that thing, I couldn't help but feel like, dude, get a hobby. Like, wh- what? I also, though, like, like, you're supposed to be this 
very organized and meticulous uh, organization that is putting on this whole charade in order to ease Captain America into his new reality. Yeah, and good you point. Didn't think to pick a game from after he went into the ice, right? Like, like a year later. <laughs> yeah, just. <laughs> did someone just google old baseball game and put it on right that'll be fine what's the worst that could happen yeah what's the worst that could happen um well it it makes sense that he'd remember it because there was nothing else going on yeah uh, you know that you only had one thing you only had one or two things to listen right. to on the radio you get the world stare once a year literally <laughs> right but you're right where it's like you couldn't have picked a game from 1943 or like right. You know, where he thought, oh, I was in a coma for six months or something. Right. Yeah. Ugh. That's funny. So on a scale of one to ten, and we, how, how would you rate this movie? And we're not talking about one to ten within the MCU. We're talking about as a movie in general. Oh. On a scale of Probably one to ten, how would you rate this movie? Uh, three and a half, four, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly drag him, don't. drag Damn. his ass to hell. Like, I just don't. <laughs> I love that. I don't. I I like I said. I liked Iron Man. I liked Thor. I watched Thor. I liked Ga- Guardians of the Galaxy. Like they were entertaining to me. A little funny here and there. This movie was just so like casual and boring and like. It looked cool, and I just, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't good enough to me. <laughs> I, I think I came into it with a little bias too, where I'm like, Captain America just clearly is the most boring superhero to me. I just don't, I don't have any sort of like yeah. for him besides when he got on the grenade and was like a nice guy. But then he, I lost that when he got strong and everything. Yeah. I don't know. I will. I I will. Say, I agree with you. In all of his movies that he's in, this is his weakest. Okay, outing. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. His second. They one, probably were like, "You gotta step it up, man." Well, the, <laughs> Captain America: Winter Soldier, like the second one, is maybe my favorite MCU movie. It's so oh, good. Okay. I couldn't believe it. And I mean, that's I'm not really big in that's, spy yeah. actiony. Uh, another thing that really okay. puzzled me was like, I I guess I don't watch enough war movies to know. It if war movies are just a series of like war scenes over and over again, and we're supposed to like know what's going on. Um, but yeah. I feel like that's the thing now that you bring it up to try, try to make a genre of this of like, okay, it's a war movie. Cause I do like spy action, like maybe the next movie I'd like more, but it felt like, yeah, this is a war movie, but it didn't feel like they're in war movies. There's like tension and you're like, there's oh is this gonna happen are and oh they defeated us in this battle but are we gonna win the war like there's this tension that i did not feel at all in this movie i just didn't feel any like because the when they're fighting the hydra whatever battlefields what you know what i'm talking about Mm -hmm. i it was like oh i guess they're winning i don't know it just there was no (laughs) tension and even when the guy got sucked into the cosmos it's just like okay it was so there was no like (laughs) bye yeah bye you want to see ya (laughs) seriously Uh, yeah jake how about you scale of one to ten um well i'm glad steph went first because i was worried that i was uh, too harsh. <laughs> <laughs> saying that clearly, I, I got that covered. 
I think for me, it's like a, a six, you know, it's okay. fine. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It gets the job done. It's yeah. nothing to write home about. I think Steph's point is a good one that this was before I think the MCU realized that they could be funny and that they could like be engaging beyond just like mm-hmm. sticking to the source characters and like telling that story and like sort of doing the kind of genre bending that we see in later MCU right. movies. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm curious if they were to remake Captain America's origin story today, how different it would look from this movie, because it, it is just so flat in a lot of points. Yeah. And That's I, a good I think point. I would love this movie a lot more. I think if it ended after the first uh, rescue mission, you know, where he goes and saves all the people from that, that first camp. Uh, yeah. I, I think that's like it's satisfying it's small scale enough that it still feels like there's a lot of like import and personal stakes in it for Captain America it ends mm-hmm. very heroically and then we just have another fucking hour of the movie where he just fights this right. big like ethereal I think to your point Steph like it's too big and suddenly he's ending World War II all by himself and it just we see battle after battle of all of these yeah. of the war that I don't care. I, it doesn't. It, I lose all interest in the movie. Also, they're like montaging it, so I'm like, I don't even know who you're. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. right. Like, the movie should have ended no... after the first battle, and the mm-hmm. USO montage should have been 20 minutes longer, and then it would have been a 10 out of 10. <laughs> right. Well, they could have like, even. It should have been a two-hour USO montage followed right. by a wicked fight scene at the end. Call it a day. <laughs> more dance well, sequences. If they had like put more life into those sequences of when he's going from even from town to town or whatever or even the rescue mission of those prisoners in the in that first hydra camp like that actually would have been really cool because Mm -hmm. that was a cool part i was like oh cool he's saving all these guys but that was it it wasn't even like important that he was saving them Mm -hmm. they just oh now they're freed and now we're back at the camp like yeah yeah, they could have put more life into every moment, I think. I agree with everything both of you have said, and I'm going to go ahead and give it a 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> so you added Jake 6 and my 4, That's right. and you he got added a 10. Your together and, got a 10. <laughs> and, and honestly, it's just that one scene of him coming up with his glistening big mommy milkers. Oh, and I love yeah. it. <laughs> so let's I ask actually a- thought... Not to repeat this, I thought it was so funny that she was like, gotta touch the boob. And Stanley Tucci was like, my last thing that I could do, touch the boob. I just thought that was the funniest thing. And they don't <laughs> even, like, even say push anything. it in or anything. They just No, kind of like he saved lay, his energy like to a just fingerprint. Just push boob. it in. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's ask a couple, as you know, we like to end this on. Oh, there was a Stanley cameo we like to talk about. Um, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what it was. I remember. What was that? Do you want me to say or please, Jake, please, do you remember? Please. Go it ahead, was, Steph, you got it. It was at the end when I guess like the president is like trying to give Captain America an honor, like a medal of honor, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the guy comes out, which not very secretively, which he, you know, when people go to your ear are kind of secretive, he was like, no, he's not coming, like really yeah. quietly as if it's a secret. And then um, Stan Lee is like, looks at that guy and is like, I thought he would be taller, thinking that's yeah. Captain America. So it was kind of funny, but it, it also was just another theme in this movie. I don't feel like it was memorable. So one of the yeah. things we like to do is say, where would you have rather had that cameo be? Like, mm. Stanley, what, what other cameo? 
I would like to have Stan Lee hmm. be the one who fights um, Steve Rogers in the movie theater in the alley. That oh, would be yeah, that would have been fun. Also, like on another level of it being like an old guy heckling the movie <laughs> and then beating him up, like play the movie. Like I can't wait here that long. <laughs> That would have been really funny. That's like a, a real one. slow, uncoordinated punch. Right. <laughs> or even like, remember when Penny comes into the bar and she's wearing that red dress where her boobs look so big. And yep. um, I don't I don't know why this came to my mind, but maybe Stan is like one of like the bartender and he's just like, hey, kid, like, I don't know, like, look. He's Look in at the her. Back. Look at that firecracker. Yeah, something like I <laughs> yeah. could have seen him as like a bartender. That'd be fun. Yeah. Uh, I would have replaced him with the uh, uh, Natalie Dorner character and had. Uh, oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> See, I wish they should do more of that, where it's like a true bend of the character, because we know it's Stanley, but the characters don't. So he could literally be anything. And it would be <laughs> hilarious to us, you yeah, know? absolutely. I would love to see him in a wig in, like, a, a 1940s, you know, dress. military dress. <laughs> just, like, puts the paper down. Oh, Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> How can we thank you for serving our country? Right. <laughs> All right. So, um, last but not least, we have a couple questions that we'd like to ask before we wrap this up. Uh, you were probably going to remember some of these questions because they're very familiar. One. Who in this movie has hot dad energy? I'll give you a moment. To, I'll start to give you a moment to think. Mm-hmm. I, I think Howard Stark, who is actually yes. Tony Stark's dad, has great. I mean, he is a hot dad. Yeah, he is a hot dad. Also, his hot friend Bugsy. <laughs> I just was like, he's hot. Yeah. I like mm-hmm. I like him. He's a hot character. So I'd give or it to him. A dumb dumb Dugan with that bowler. <laughs> oh my god, yes. <laughs> it's like weird hot dad energy where you're like, you're you're a hot dad in a weird way. Yeah, like sometimes yeah. dads that are too hot, I'm like, you're so hot that you don't give off hot. dad energy yeah. anymore. Right, right, right. You give off I, I mean, got someone pregnant energy. <laughs> <laughs> right, There's right. a difference. Yeah. Right. I feel like honorable mention, obviously, Stanley Tucci, who brings hot dad energy oh, to everything yes. that he does, right? Everything. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, in this movie, who would you? Who could be the Rosie O'Donnell and who could be the Danny DeVito? <laughs> I have an answer for this immediately. For okay. They could either both be Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or Rosie O'Donnell could be either Tommy Lee Jones or Stanley Tucci and vice versa. They both could have interchanged with Rosie and Danny. I think. Okay. Good. Cause good they had, they were the only characters I think that had any sort of like, even just one comedic moment. There really mm-hmm. was no other mo like, and maybe Danny DeVito could also be the red skeleton man. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> or Rosie O'Donnell. It's like they're they're both so interchangeable. They have some good they have similar energies. I think either yeah. of them could make the, the filch part at the beginning fun too. Yeah. We could add some little fun yeah. moments with, Absolutely. with that weird old crypt keeper creeper. Oh, right. It would be so funny. I would cast I would honestly I'd go full I'd go whole hog and I'd make Rosie O'Donnell Peggy 
Um, yeah, okay. Because we know she can play. Isn't wasn't that softball movie she was in set in the forties? Yes. Yeah. Um, she can oh, play the what 40s. was that movie? Yeah. That was a good movie. She could I be saw British, that recently. But she could be Peggy. And then I would cast Danny DeVito as the scientist Zola mm-hmm. that gets kidnapped. Yes. That's a good Oh, he would have been so much better in that. that. Yes. He would be so funny as like a little scientist. (laughs) God bless. And then um, the last question we like to ask is, how do we feel? So we are introduced to a lot of people here. A League of Their Own. Sorry, that's the baseball movie. A League of Their Own. That was a good movie. Um, Anyway. I love that. That'd be a great Halloween costume, by the way. Yeah. Uh, the other question that the last question we like to, to always talk about is like the superhero costumes whenever they first if we see a new one so we do see a new one in this we see Captain America's superhero costume mm-hmm. how did we feel about this costume this costume is party city the hands down I mean it, it looked so costumey yeah right. it does it, it's not good it's bad it's a bad costume it's a bad costume there are times where he has like leather straps and stuff he puts on and i was like okay it looks a little less or like when he's wearing like the the helmet not the mask helmet but like the bicycle helmet or the uh, motorcycle Mm -hmm. helmet where it looks cooler but when he's doing his uso Mm -hmm. stuff you're right i was like this is so humiliating well, the USO one that like is an actual costume looks ridiculous, but it's. I think then they give him the real costume, right? The one yeah. made by Howard mm-hmm. Stark, and and you're supposed to be like, oh yeah, now it's how it really looks, and it doesn't look that much better than the yeah <laughs> the one. It's that also he wore so. For the play. I know his name is Captain America. It is so propaganda. It is so it like, is. stars and stripes forever. <laughs> I mean, nobody like he's going to be the center of attention on the battlefield. He's going to be like a sore thumb. Like when he went into the first Hydra battlefield, whatever. With the shield? With the shield, I'm like, like nobody can see this. (laughs) You just ran into the the enemy territory with the flag of the people that they're fighting. Right. (laughs) On your back. On your back. (laughs) Like, and I also feel like the costume. It just wasn't special, I think, because it's like, oh, in theory, this is the first American superhero, right? Like, in the Marvel Universe, this is the first mm-hmm. superhero. Uh-huh. Wouldn't it have been cool? Like, you know who um, Betsy Ross made the American flag? Like, I wish it was kind of sewn. Like, you could tell someone made it. Mm-hmm. Because oh, yeah. I think it would have looked like, oh wow, like this is the first, like they don't even know how to make a costume. This is like the first superhero. Mm. It should have just been like kind of a, not shitty because it's, it's just a movie. They would have made it look good, but just yeah, like like baseball out, like a baseball, uniform like a football almost. thing. <laughs> yes, just something where it was like they clearly made this for like just to get him out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, what a great time. Thank you both so much for being Ooh. here and talking Thank about Thank you for having us once again. We uh, love it. We love it. Well, Always maybe we'll you see you back before the end of the month because <laughs> who knows, huh? <laughs> All right. Yes. Goodbye. Goodbye. Disney Adult is part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. That is the Trident network.com and also don't forget to follow disney adult on instagram at at disney.adult.podcast